Welcome to the Diversity at Work podcast, where we unpack what it's really going to take to close the gender gap in the workplace. Here is your host, leadership coach and diversity consultant, Andrea Jansen. Hello and welcome to episode two of my podcast. I am your host, Andrea Jansen, and we unpack what it's really going to take to close the gender gap at work. On today's episode, which is episode two, I'm going to answer the loaded question, um, which is, why are most companies buying their women's leadership programs from men? So let's dive in. So you already know if you're following along so far, I love numbers. And back in December, when the World Economic Forum Gender Gap Report came out, I was really excited to see what was happening and track the progress. And the interesting thing that I learned was in Canada and the US, things are not looking so great for the workplace. So right now, um, it's gonna be 167 years before we see gender parity at work if we continue at the same rate that we are progressing. For the rest of the world, it is 202 years. So that is a very, very long time. And I know for myself, if you're hearing these numbers, you're probably feeling overwhelmed because I know when I started learning about this, I felt that way. I didn't know where to start. I didn't think I could make a difference. I felt like this was somebody else's problem to solve. Um, But I just got curious and I started to learn more about it. And I was just trying to figure out why is progress happening so slowly because I believe that knowledge is power so you need to actually know where we are know why we're here understand why we got here before you can actually do something about it so you really need to understand the baseline before you try to change anything so What I challenged everybody to do is to really go out and look at your own organization. So we know these macro stats, which you can read in the World Economic Forum Gender Gap Report. Just Google it. It's really easy to find online. Um, But I want to challenge you to just look at your organization. So see, like, what is happening here? Um, what's What's the makeup of our executive team? How many men, how many women? What about kind of senior leaders, vice presidents? What, what's happening there? What about general and general managers? Like what's going on? Just get an understanding of what's happening in your company and just get curious. Look at, you don't even need to really look at numbers and get all into too much into the details. Just observe. Um, so today I want to talk about my own industry because I never want to tell you to do something that I'm not comfortable doing myself. So I'm going to tell you what I learned when I held up the mirror to my own industry, which is coaching, corporate training, and consulting. So first off, you know I love numbers. I'm going to start with some really bad news, which I got from SheEO, which is an organization, they're Canadian, that helps women-led businesses to grow. So this is an amazing organization. Um, I am an activator with them and I really love being part of this community. But they gave me a flyer at the first meeting I attended and on that was a statistic that said less than 1% 
of corporate procurement goes to women-led businesses. Okay, so let's stay with me here. So corporate training and consulting, that's procurement. So it's like a business buying something from another business. So that's the definition of procurement. It's when one business buys something from another business. So I am myself, I run a very small business and I sell my services to large companies. So I'm part of this playground. So this is part of my playground. So this also means for me that 99% of the available work in my industry is being given or being performed by male led businesses. Um, and just to put a disclaimer out there, a lot of these businesses are massive consulting firms. So they look very different from my business and my business is really myself is the main, I'm the main person and I have some contractors that I work with. So I'm a very small business and most of this work is being done by really large consulting firms. So kind of getting even more curious because this is what I do. I don't like to give up. Um, I like to ask more questions. So my niche is really women and diversity and helping companies figure out like what's it really gonna take to get more women into leadership and make the workplace better for women. So that's my niche and what these numbers tell me. So I know a lot of companies are investing in diversity. I know a lot of companies are investing in women's leadership programs. I know that for a fact, but I know 99% of business to business sales are going to male led businesses. So that means most women's leadership programs are being delivered by male led businesses. Okay. But I'm not going to stop there because that is oversimplifying things. So because I know the industry, so this is what I've learned about the industry. Most women's leadership programs are facilitated by women and they're either employees of this big consulting firm or they are contractors. So they just come in on contract and do the work. So one thing I know about big consulting firms is that in order to make it to the top, so that's being a partner or a director, you need to be able to bring in business. So that means you need to bring in the client and bring in the contract, do business development. And so what that means is you need to put yourself out there. You need to play the politics. You need to take risks. And all of that kind of leads to getting clients for your company. And when you do that, you get rewarded and you become a partner, you become a director because that's what it takes to reach that level of leadership. And one thing I've observed um, in my industry is that a lot of women prefer doing the work over bringing in the work. So let me explain that a little bit more. So there are so many coaches and consultants who love to facilitate, they love to coach, they love to develop strategies, they like to do the work, but they don't like business development. I've even heard people say that, oh, business development is not a fit for me, so I prefer to stay behind the scenes. Okay, so these are the people that are facilitating, they're coaching, and they're delivering those diversity strategies. So, yes, the people that choose not to do business development are the ones that are putting put in front and center, um, leading these diversity strategies and telling other companies how they can get more women into leadership. So, where's the problem here? So actually, I like to phrase it, if you're listening so far, you know I'm super optimistic. So. 
I like to frame it as an opportunity because I see this huge opportunities for these big consulting firms to step up and walk the talk. And what I mean by that, I mean they need to get their female employees to get out of their comfort zones, put themselves out there and learn how to do business development. Because that's what's what it's going to take for change to happen in those organizations. And these organizations actually need to do that for themselves as well as help other companies do that. And even when I observe my organization, though there's big consulting firms, there's also kind of smaller organizations that do the kind of things that I do. So facilitation, leadership training, coaching, consulting. Um, and a lot of times, a lot of these organizations have a lot of women. They're probably like 60 to 80% women, but most of them, the partner or the director at the top is usually male. So it's whether it's a really big consulting firm or whether it's a medium or kind of a small organization, a lot of times the people at the top are primarily male. And so I'm talking about me because the challenge that I want you, my listener, to do is to go out and look at your own organization. So I'm looking at my organization from my perspective and looking at how this affects me. So for this, for me, it means that if I want to play in this playground, it's going to be hard because the numbers are not in my favor. So right now, only 1% of corporate procurement, so that's business to business sales, goes to women-led businesses like mine. And that is a very small piece of this pie. Um, But then I think of that 99%, and that is a big opportunity. So that's kind of what keeps me going. So because it would be easy for me to give up and leave this playground and be like, why should I even try to get this 1% of corporate procurement? Because it's going to be so hard. Um, But giving up is not what I'm all about. So I'm looking at the 99 and I see that opportunity. I see the opportunity to grow that 1% for myself, for other women-led businesses, because that's exciting. And that's really what it's going to take to close the gender gap. So what am I doing about it? So number one, I am not giving up because giving up does not change things. So I've decided to do my part and my part, even if it's small, um, I'm going to do it because if everybody does something, then we won't have to wait 160 years for the gender gap to close in the workplace. So what I'm doing is I am pounding the pavement. I am putting myself out there. I am speaking at conferences. Hey, I just started this podcast because I want people to know that, hey, I'm here. This is what I do. Um, I'm following up with people. I connect with senior leaders. um, And I'm spending a lot of time learning about business development and doing business development and really just figuring it out as I go because I know that that is so important. And in the future, and I've actually even already done this with some of my contractors, is I make it a priority to involve them in business development. So this is part of the job because I know it's important and I know so many women avoid this and I don't want to be, if I grow, I don't want to be this big business that is facing the same issue that all the big consulting firms are facing is that women tend to avoid business development because it's uncomfortable, because it's scary, and they prefer to do the work and not bring in the work. I want 
everybody to want to have that as part of their job description. So I actually bring in my contractors and to the meetings with the big clients and really get them a little bit uncomfortable and doing things that maybe they're not used to because that's how they learn and that's how they can embrace the idea of business development because I've decided to do that because I know that's what it's going to take to change my industry and I want to do my part. So one thing, if I want, what I want you to do now is I want you to take action because you know I'm a coach and coaching is all about taking action and doing something to move forward. So if you are a woman and you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, yeah, business development, moving forward, connecting with clients, bringing in business, that whether in your, you're officially in sales or not, that is a good skill to have and organizations really look for that. So when they want to, to promote people and they want people to move up the kind of the leadership chain. So if you're feeling like you want to avoid business development, like it's scary, like you don't want to do sales, I want you to really just give it a second thought and just think of some ways of how you could either learn about it or maybe just get a little bit uncomfortable and explore that, what it would look like for you to kind of just start learning about business development and what it looks like and how you can add that into your role. Um, if you are a senior leader, I want you to really think about business development and how you can teach a more junior employee about it. How you can just show them the ropes a little, ropes a little bit. Make it a little bit less scary so that they can see that, that it is absolutely possible for them to learn these skills and it doesn't need to be scary and it actually can be fun. So that is the end of episode two. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you wanna continue the conversation and learn more about what it's really gonna take to close the gender gap in the workplace, you can subscribe to my newsletter. You can do that on my website. It is andreajansen.com, A-N-D-R-E-A-J-A-N-Z-E-N. Com. I send it out once a week and I talk about the latest research, what is happening um, about gender, diversity, and the workplace from a research perspective and also from a practical perspective. What can you do as a business leader to start the conversation about what it's going to take to close the gender gap in your organization? So have a great day and I will see you, uh, hear, see you on episode three.